And welcome back to the uh, Book Talk segment of the program today. Great to welcome a man who's with us uh, about uh, maybe two, two and a half years ago when he had a, a great book. It's a show business book uh, called The Show Won't Go On, a real good uh, history of uh, stories of what happened to different people that uh, kind of passed away unsuddenly. But uh, this book is uh, he's got out now is uh, a great Hollywood kind of story book as well. It's about an actor named Lawrence Tierney, uh, a name uh, many people uh, probably don't know by the name, but if you saw the face, you'd recognize him. And, of course, uh, if you watch the show Seinfeld, uh, you remember his episode. We'll talk about that with the author of the book. Uh, Bert Kearns joined us again today from out in uh, California. And, uh, Bert, uh, we talked before we went on. It's been about uh, two, two and a half years since we talked, so glad to have you back. How have you been? Oh, thanks for having me. Been fine. Been working. Been writing. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the bane of a writer. I guess you're, you're kind of a solid, <laughs> solitary life anyway, despite what happened the last yeah, two well, years. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, the last two years helped a lot because this turned out to be my pandemic project. It gave me a lot of time to research and write the book about Lawrence Tierney. I was going to ask you, uh, I mean, an actor that I guess people over a certain age, I mean, you and I are maybe around the same age, I'm not sure, but I heard the name, but I didn't really know a lot about him. But he was a very popular actor back in, I guess, uh, the 40s and 50s mainly, right? That's when he broke, broke in. Right. Lawrence Tierney was an actor who came from Brooklyn, New York, uh, was discovered by RKO Radio Pictures in 1943, hung around for a couple of years on the RKO lot, and then on his own went to a, an independent studio and grabbed the role of the gangster John Dillinger in the movie Dillinger in 1945. He became an overnight sensation, a big star. He was Dillinger. He was a handsome, scary-looking, handsome Irishman. And about three weeks after the movie came out, he was arrested for being drunk. A week later, he was arrested for, for being drunk and fighting. Three weeks later, arrested again. Long story short, uh, Lawrence Tierney's career racked up about uh, 69 films, 35 television roles, and more than 75 arrests. Uh, <laughs> Tierney was a guy who basically uh, drank away his career and fought and battled away his career um, in about seven years. By about the early 50s, he sort of was a has-been, but... He kept going, and he, he, there was always somebody willing to give this guy another chance, and when he couldn't get a, a job in movies, he'd work in construction or as a bartender, move to New York, move to Europe, and then, make a long story just a bit longer, in the, at the end of the 1970s, he began this comeback as an entirely different actor, an old crag, craggy man, an overweight guy with a gravelly voice and bald-headed, started to appear in, in movies like Arthur, he had a role in Arthur. He was in Prissy's Honor with Jack Nicholson. He was probably in every um, drama on television in the 1980s before he was, quote, rediscovered by Quentin Tarantino as the old man in Reservoir Dogs. Right. So he, really, you know, he had a career that wound up spanning seven decades, and it's a great untold Hollywood story. I should give the title of the book. It's called Lawrence Tierney, Hollywood's Real-Life uh, Tough Guy. Of course, Bert Kearns uh, uh, wrote the book. And uh, yeah, just, just reading through the book, I mean, it's filled with uh, you know, great stories. Obviously, his uh, life very colorful, uh, not only uh, on the stage and, and screen, but uh, you recount all the, uh, the off-work off, uh, uh, times that he had and, uh, of course, the drinking bouts and, uh, and, and the fights. I mean, it's amazing that he lived as long as he did. He did. He made it within three weeks of, of uh, 83 years old. He was 82 when, when he died. The thing with, with Tierney was, you know, he was the meanest, coldest, toughest, roughest guy in the movies, in those film noirs like Born to Kill and right. The Devil Thumbs a Ride. Uh, but he was off screen. He was funny. He was a character. He, he was charming to women. 
you know, he beat up a lot of men, but he would never lay a hand on on a woman. And he was he was charming to them. And he had he had girlfriends uh, from uh, Gloria Vanderbilt to Shelley Winters. He was you know he could speak several languages, but he was typecast in the eyes of the public as mean old John Dillinger, and he had he had to live with that. And it was it was a tough life for him. I'm not I'm not a a film expert. I'm not a film noir expert. I'm a journalist. I'm a, I'm a writer. And so this book tells really the story of his life off the screen, which is more rollicking and raucous than anything he put on celluloid. Yeah, how, did, how did you go about that? Obviously, uh, I'm sure all the arrests uh, made it into the papers back then. So I guess that was a lot of your research. But uh, is that how you started? Just go back into the, you know, the newspaper files? I was doing a, a research on the book, The Show Won't Go On, about with my co-author, Jeff Abraham, about performers who died on stage, going through old newspaper clippings and files and online. And I came across a story and it said, Lawrence Tierney arrested for the 13th time. <laughs> and I said, hmm, I, I, actually, I remembered Lawrence Tierney because I actually drank with him in 1992 oh, really? at, a, wow. at, a, at a bar in Hollywood. It was one of these bars that called the Formosa Cafe, an old Chinese restaurant. And back in the 40s, uh, people like Tierney and, and Ava Gardner and even Elvis went there in the 50s. It was a Hollywood hangout. Well, you fast forward to the 90s and those old guys, a lot of the old guys are still hanging out there. But, hey, there's Quentin Tarant Tarantino in the corner and there's Keanu Reeves and there's somebody else. So the young, the young kids were hanging out there along with, with the oldsters. And I happened to be sitting at the bar and a guy with a short sleeve shirt, craggy old guy was sitting next to me. And I looked over and he went, how you doing? I'm Larry. Shook hands, drank. And I don't remember what we talked about, but. I do remember that uh, we didn't fight. There were no brawls or anything like that. But anyway, I found this story. Lawrence Tierney arrested for the 13th time. It, sound, it seemed very uh, interesting. He was arrested for entering a bar barefoot and offering to whip anyone in the house. A little research. And then I found out that it, was, it wasn't his 13th arrest. It was like his 22nd arrest. And this was 1951. And so I started doing a month-by-month, week-by-week um, you know, research into Tierney's life. And I was finding them out of newspapers, books, public records, police records, et cetera. And I just typed them all out. The pandemic began. I was home. It was the lockdown. I'm in my dining room. I just started typing all these stories out. And then I wound up with 500 single space pages of stories about Lawrence Tierney. And I started at the beginning mm. and I started reading through it. And it was like, oh, great. Comes to Hollywood. Oh, wow. Now he's a movie star. Oh, he just got arrested. Ouch. Oh, OK. He's got another movie happening. Wow, he's going to get it. Oh, no, he did it again. And, it just, and that went on for the next 60 years. Obviously, the alcohol made it worse. But do you think he was just that type of guy? You mentioned you know, a guy from New York. I grew up in New York. And you, know, you sort of saw those kind of characters around that uh, like to hang out in bars or just get in fights. Uh, not necessarily just the Irish people, but they tended to be a lot of Irish people. Do you think he was that kind of guy anyway? And the alcohol just made it worse? He he was he came from a family that had there was there was mental illness in the background, a lot of drinking in the family. He had a, a grandfather who used to who was a big drinker who actually died in a bar fight who mm. used to throw him around when he when he was a kid. Uh, he had mental issues for sure. But today we may have may say he was bipolar. Right. I think at one point he, he may have even had CTE uh, because of the beatings that he took. I mean, he took a lot of beatings from policemen with billy clubs because he would, he would fight cops who were trying to arrest him. And, um, so yeah, it, it was, it was, it was tragic in that they really didn't handle it the correct way in the forties and fifties. He'd, he'd be arrested for, for drinking and fighting. And the judge would say, and this happened several times, the judge would say, okay, Mr. Tierney, this is the 10th time you've been before me. 
and you, you've been drinking and you've been fighting and it's time for you to go to jail now. But if you promise me you'll never drink again, I'll let you off with a fine. Your Honor, I promise I'll never drink, I'll never drink again. <laughs> and then, and then you know, two weeks later he'd be, he'd be, he'd be in trouble again. And yeah. he and, and he would he'd be interviewed, and he would say I, I can't I can't handle it. You know I I can't. Alcohol has the better of me, and I just AA is not working. It's not working, and I'm sorry. And uh, but people would say, no, nah, it's just he's just trying to be Dillinger. He did try. I mean, you talk about it in the book. Uh, tried the AA, yeah. tried other programs, but obviously the person has to well, wind up doing it. You know, be committed to it, but it just didn't work for him. Yeah, no, it didn't. And the thing was, though, he did. He kept going, and he was such a nice, loyal friend and a nice guy when he wasn't drinking. That there was always somebody willing to give him a chance, and so in the in the in the mid '80s, he really made his return to Hollywood uh, after the death of his brother Scott Brady, who, mm-hmm. who was an actor who was also very successful. Uh, after his brother's death, he made a return to Hollywood, and he started getting roles on television. But he also befriended these young guys, who, you know, in their 20s, who were just getting into the into the movies, and they were hanging out at bars and cafes like the Formosa, and they'd say, "Look." There's Lawrence Tierney. He's the real. Wow, that's him. And they'd invite him over. Next thing you know, he's drinking with them. Next thing you know, he's sleeping over on their couch because he, you know, just like he was a big couch surfer. And so there's a whole generation of guys who are now, you know, running Hollywood. People like Larry Karaszewski, who uh, and Scott Ale- Scott Alexander, who wrote movies like Ed Wood and The People versus Larry Flint. They uh, Tierney was their next door neighbor when they were first starting out as, as screenwriters, and he would burst in on them. You know, Quentin Tarantino, the young guy. He wrote his he wrote his first script, Reservoir Dogs, and he dedicated the script to his heroes before the the action started in the script. At the top, he said, "This script is dedicated to my heroes," and among them was Lawrence Tierney. Well, his pal, who's a screenwriter named Courtney Joyner, C. Courtney Joyner, said, "I can't believe you've dedicated this script to to Lawrence Tierney." And Tarantino said, "Yeah, he was the toughest guy of all. You know, he died." He died of a, of, of, in a gunfight in Mexico. And, Cor- and Courtney said, no, he didn't. He lives behind the library. I see him every other week. <laughs> and and that's, how Quentin, uh, that's how Quentin met Lawrence Tierney. Oh. Lawrence Tierney. I didn't realize that until I read the book, and then, then once you reminded me in the book uh, that he was on Hill Street Blues. I remember watching that show, and he was that cop uh, that kind of hung around, and I guess he actually uttered the last words on that series. Uh, but I guess that's the first ex- exposure I had to him on television. But I didn't realize who he was then, but, uh, but he was doing shows like Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues, he was in, um, remember Hunter? He, was, he did Hunter. Hunter, right. Yeah. He did Remington. Fred Dreyer, yeah. He did Remington. Yep, Remington. And in Hunter, he he solved the the Black Dahlia murder. He, <laughs> he played an old detective doing that. Right. He was on L.A. Law. He was on Saint Elsewhere. He, you know, he he did all the shows. But m- many people remember him uh, from Seinfeld. He, he was, was in one that, episode. Right? That's the famous one that I think most younger people would know him from. He played Elaine's father, a, a really gruff, scary guy, who intimidates Larry. I mean, uh, Jerry and Costanza. And, of course, we find out that from, from uh, Tierney's friends that he didn't get the joke. He didn't think Seinfeld was funny. He didn't know what was funny about the show, et cetera. <laughs> but he was hilarious. They all loved him. And Great. They said, We're going to bring yeah. him back as a recurring character. But among Tierney's issues was, was kleptomania. He liked to steal things off the set, et cetera. They're all standing on the apartment set, and they noticed that Lawrence Tierney standing by the kitchen, 
and he goes over to the butcher block, the, the knife block, and takes a butcher knife out and puts it under his jacket. And Julia Louis Dreyfus says she looks like, looks over at Jason Alexander, and they're like, "Did you see that? I'm not going to say anything. You just stole the knife." <laughs> well, Jerry walks over and goes, "Hey, Larry, uh, what's with the knife?" And Tierney's a bit embarrassed, and he says, "Well, uh, this is just in case I had to stab you in the heart." And then he took the knife and held it over his head, and he made the sound from the movie Psycho, the <laughs> and pretend and pretended to stab at, at Jerry Seinfeld, and everybody said. Get this guy off the set. Uh, he's not invited back. <laughs> and that was the Lawrence. That, that was a typical Lawrence Tierney move. I mean, he had a chance to get a recurring role, insurance, everything else, but no. Yeah, I saw that they did one of those uh, inside Seinfeld videos, and they, the producers uh, and some of the actors talked about that. But boy, that was a funny show, though. Just him and uh, Jerry and uh, and Jason in the bar right before they're waiting for Elaine. Just him sitting there and and really intimidating the other two guys. I mean, he was intimidating in real life, but boy, you could almost tell the actors were intimidated just acting with him. <laughs> oh yeah, which one of you is the funny guy? Yeah, it's the like, funny guy, right? <laughs> great, great, yeah. And then at the end, he was on the, the end was like the kicker about it. Uh, I guess the theme under it was some song that they couldn't get out of their head, and then he sings it at the end in the car by himself, right? Yes, he's singing at the end. So they, it was a great punchline to the show. Yeah, he yeah. also, you know, be, because of Reservoir Dogs, he, uh, the producers of The Simpsons wanted wanted him on to to play a character, and. He played, a, um, he played a character who was a, a, sec- a store security guy who catches Bart Simpson shoplifting. Well, of course, Lawrence Tierney, you know, everybody's warned at that point, saying, look, Tierney's going to cause some trouble. He's a bit crazy. He needs a, he needs a caretaker if he's on the set. They're like, no, we don't care. We want to work with Lawrence Tierney. Well, what did he do? He didn't get the jokes. He wouldn't read the lines. He wanted to do the lines in a southern accent. He, <laughs> you know, he, he intimidated everybody. He complained. And... Uh, you know, it became, he became one of the most memorable guests that this, the Simpsons ever had. And, you know, the, the showrunner, the producer, is still talking about him today. They didn't use it, though, but, right? You know, nope. They weren't able to use no, it? No, they used it. Oh, they didn't oh, use yeah. it? I never saw they, that they one. Okay. It. Yeah. It's an episode called Marge Be Not Proud. And okay. uh, he plays Don Brodka, the uh, i got to look that one up. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Lawrence Tierney. Now, there's not a lot of interviews with him. I know you talk about it in the book. I came across this kind of by accident on YouTube, but they did a, a TV interview with a guy named Skippy Lowe, a very strange man. Uh, I mean, you might have known him, I don't know, but where he interviewed old Hollywood yes. people, and that's about the only interview, I think, that every, anybody ever did with him on camera, right? Uh, it, it is. Do you, do you remember um, Jiminy Glick, the, Jiminy the Glick, Martin sure. Sharp character? Yeah. That's, that's based, that's based right. on Skippy Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so, you know, the, the, the one interesting part, with, the worst with, interviewer with in the Lowe. world, but he loves Hollywood so he much, it's, it's compelling. <laughs> right, exactly. It was, it, was, it was crazy. But the one good thing that came from that was, you know, one of the most shameful incidents that ever happened to Lawrence Tierney in the eyes of the media was in 1975. Somebody got a picture of him with a horse on Broadway. They found out that Lawrence Tierney was driving a handsome cab in Central Park. Mm. And, they were, and they were like, you know, oh, from stardom to handsome, that's so horrible. You know, he was a star, and now he's, he's stuck doing this. But it is one of the few photos of Lawrence Tierney where he's smiling. He really enjoyed that. And Skippy Lowe asked him about it, and, he, and Tierney just brightened when he remembered. He remembered, you know, driving it and having little kids sit on his lap and let them hold the reins. And that was one of the times when he really found peace was when he was, yeah. you know, a horse, a horse and buggy driver in, in New York City. Skippy kept interrupting them, and, and Lawrence gave him a look at one point. I thought he was going to reach over and strangle him. 
exactly. It's worth, it's worth fighting on YouTube. It's very funny. Skippy yeah. wasn't one for letting the uh, the guest answer. He would jump in again no. in the middle of the guy's answer. Yeah, and they were opposites as far as, far as you know personas go. Oh no doubt. You got to do a book on Skippy. And little Skippy, yeah. <laughs> Well, how did he, I mean, obviously, you know, he had a sad life, I guess, overall, you'd say, a sad ending, although he did leave a lot of great work. Uh, Not a very good, uh, happy personal family life, right? Not much happiness there? No, that that was, he he never married. He he, he did, he had a daughter, uh, which wound, you know, the woman that gave birth to his daughter wound up marrying his younger brother, and his his daughter was raised as his niece. Mm. Um, which you know, a bit, bit sad as as her half brother. Did she did she know so that he time. was the father, or, or did he, she never knew? Uh, she did. She did know, and they did strike up a relationship toward the end of his life, and it was a friendly one, not a you know, not a, a lovey dovey one, but they they were friendly at, at the end at end of his of his life. He had um, two nephews. One nephew, Michael Tierney, was the son of his. It was the, I guess, half brother of Tier, Tierney's daughter. Um, after his father died in around 1985, he came to Hollywood and sort of acted as Tierney's caretaker, got him to uh, job interviews, got him to auditions, made sure he was, had an apartment to live in, et cetera. And they called him St. Michael because Tierney gave him a little bit of abuse here and there, but he, he kind of took care of his uncle. And there's another cousin named Timothy Tierney, who's sort of the family historian. Mm. And, uh, Timothy helped out a lot in the book and he, he gave the other side of the story. I mean, when I talked to people who were young folks in their 20s, when they knew Tierney, it was like, oh, it was Larry, and we drank, and then Larry did something crazy. And and then Tim would say, well, here's the other side of the story. You know, yeah. he was a great character. We laughed at it, but he did cause a lot of pain to the family. Yeah, like you said, when he wasn't drinking, I mean, he, he could be a nice guy, right? It wasn't like he was always bitter, right? He did, he did have a no, kind he, side. Well, everybody says he was really funny. They, they, they all go out of their way when I talk to people they, who knew him. They say, I want to say this up front. He was really intelligent. He was really funny. And he was really loyal as a friend. And he wasn't drinking a lot in those, in those later years. Uh, and these people looked up to him. And he, and, he, and he taught them stuff because, you know, he had been around. So really his story, you know, although it's tragic, I find it, you know, heroic in a way because yeah. – he was a man who just kept going. His, his brothers, you know, he had one brother that was a couple of years younger, died at age 60. Another brother died at 54, I think. And Larry lived to 82, yeah. despite the, the, the crazy life that he had. And, you know, it was, he, he, it's sort of the opposite of a, somebody's mentioned that it was sort of the opposite of the typical rags to riches story because he had the riches and he, you know, he couldn't help himself. He threw it, he threw it away. Right. Well, we want the audience to, to, we just touch on a few of the stories and we want them to get this book. It's called Lawrence Tierney, Hollywood's Real Life a Tough Guy. We just kind of uh, hopefully whetted the appetite, and uh, Bert Kearns has been our guest. Bert, uh, a book available everywhere, I guess, or where do you want to direct people to? Uh, it should be available everywhere, uh, a- Amazon and hopefully the bookstore near you. <laughs> Great. Well, and there's a- also a Sorry, there's also a website, lawrencetierneybook.com, which will direct you everywhere. Oh, great. I was going to say we'll put a link on our website as well. But, Berto, we, we could talk for hours on this. I'm fascinated by it, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll leave it right here for now. But uh, appreciate the time today. And uh, whatever your next project is, uh, please uh, let me know or through Jeff. And I'd uh, love to have you back at that time. Definitely. Well, thanks so much. Take care, Doug. Thank you. Thank you, Bert.